the continued closure of the church muzzles something that God wants to do among his people. Because the church, by definition, it means a group of called out ones who have been called to be together. The actual etymology of the word church, you can't define church without us meeting together. You read in the book of Acts how they all met together. In the upper room, they were all together in one place. You look at the temple of Solomon, people came together. And in the coming together, there's a certain chemistry that happens. There is a certain level of the move of the spirit that will not happen any other way. But when we come together. Would you appreciate the advances that we've made technologically? And we will not speak against it. We actually thank God for it. That we can take the mission of the church even further. But even in that, there's a certain limitedness that is there. And that's what I want to talk about today. The mental of the church. The mental of a healthy growing church. I want to make a case why it's so important for us to meet like this together. To come together physically so. Not to meet, you know, in a virtual way. In the cloud. You know, in these days, the technology. Why is it that I need you and me to be together in one place, worshiping together? I want to show you something from God's word. Why is it important for people to belong to churches? And those of you who are watching, I ask you to go back to church, whatever church you come from. Go back there physically. Of course, we understand there are certain age groups that cannot go. But if it is that you used to attend church, go back to church. The church is not a super spreader. You stand more of a chance of getting the virus at a mall than you do at a church. And I say so because I'm a church person and I've been looking, yeah, come on church people, come on, come on, come on, yeah, yeah. But there are certain things that we miss out on if we don't go to church physically. And it's important for us to go to church. You see, I'm in Lauta, the heavens are saying amen. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, Jesus said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus is the builder of the church. Actively building the church. Yes, we know it's not that he's building buildings. He's building us, the people. But as the people meet in buildings, we meet in physical spaces. The key issue for us as churches in the 21st century is that we need to become healthy churches. And when the church is healthy, it will grow and it will have impact. Just like it is in the natural sense. When a child is healthy, when the baby is healthy, and they're eating right, drinking right, taken care of, automatically they will grow. 
So God wants the church to grow. God wants the influence of the church to grow. But Zalana, during this lockdown, and I'm not blaming government, please understand me. We had to do it. But because of not going to church physically, we've lost our grip on leading the nation. And statistics are showing that there are many, many young people who have totally disconnected with the church. And they have gone back to practices that are destructive. In the meantime, there's a lot of things that our young people have been fed on televisions, programs that have been produced that introduce them to alternative other ways. Some of the things that have been propagated are so bad. And the reality is that it is only the power of God that is able to change the life of a young person. The church therefore needs with commitment and intentionality meet without apology. Come back to church. Go back to church. I've been praying about what we're going to be dealing with this month and you'll hear the topics that we're going to deal with this month are, are meant to reveal why we need to be back at church. God wants his church to grow and to an extent be a healthy church and it needs to embrace, know this, the unique mantle that God imparts on each church. See, every church exists by the will of God and it is God who imparts a mantle on the church. When I speak of the church, I speak about the local church, but as you'll also see, I'm also speaking about the different denominations. Each one has a mantle. Each one has a grace that comes from God. And we need to leverage that mantle and leverage that grace for the sake of our generation. The word mental, as I said, we will use it in a generic sense. Because it speaks of God's divine enablement in your life. Every church is divinely enabled by God to operate. When I speak about a mental, I'm talking about the divine enablement in your life for you to fulfill your calling. Every church has an assignment. Every church has a calling. Every church has a role to play. And when we muzzle the church, when we don't meet, we lose grip on that influence. I was thinking about it, Barcelona. Many of the churches, you see lots and lots of young people in the church. I was even thinking about certain concerts, music concerts, Dr. Tumi, Joyous Celebration, all these other people. When they have this event annually, you see thousands and thousands of young people there. Young people who otherwise would be in a tavern. Young people who otherwise would be snorting nyaupe. Young people otherwise who would be in the swing clubs and the strip clubs, but they are there in church worshiping the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let me get an amen from somebody. And when that gets stopped, it means the very positive influence that is there in the life of young people is muzzled. So every church has a mantle. A mantle is a combination of God's gifting, God's ability, God's divine enablement, God's grace, God's favor, and the anointing on a church.
And when the anointing comes upon the church, the word anointing by definition, you know, it used to be a mantle or a coat or a cloak, which was a loose-fitting garment that had a lot of room. So when, you, when a mantle falls upon your life, you have room to move. There's an anointing when it comes upon the church. The church is able to do what is not normally done. How is it that we've been able to build buildings? Why is it that young people come in large numbers when they don't go anywhere? Why is it that without paying people, they come every week to come and attend? I remember the one event we had, we had one government official who actually confessed that as I was coming here, I saw people running here. And I was wondering why are they running there? And I saw all the cars going in one direction. I thought it was the funeral of a very famous person. But then I realized these cars were going in the same direction as me. And as I got closer to the church, not only did I see cars coming in there, I saw people coming out of Texas. They were not walking, they were running. They were running as though Balofu was something important. All right. And this government official said, I don't understand why so many young people can run to church. Here they are, Huabata. Look at all these young people who are here. They are here. Why are we here? Why are we here? I'll tell you why we are here. Because of the mental and the power of God upon the life of the church. Can I hear an amen in the house? And when God puts a mental, it's a grace. It gives us room to move. Now here's what I like. All things that seek to restrict you, when this mantle comes on you, everything that seeks to hold you back, because of the grace of God upon your life, you have room to move. Somebody say room to move. Look at your say room to move. Look at your other neighbor and say room to grow. Tell your neighbor room to grow. So you have enough grace to fulfill your God-given vision and you are able to go farther. Tell your neighbor you will go farther. So we showed how this mantle comes upon individuals, families, communities, churches, and nations. Four things about the mantle of a church that I want to mention to you. Four things. But before I can mention that, I want to show you something, Barcelona, that's important. See, you need to belong to a church and be rooted in a church. Don't be a visitor. Belong. Participate. Because when we read scripture, we find that when you belong to a church and you are planted in a church, the anointing and the mantle that rests on that church will rest on your life as well. I'm going to show you in a short while. The church is a safe place. When we come under covering of the mantle of a church recovered. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, get covered. Why is it get covered? Get covered. Why is it get covered? I was talking to Dr. Mbogota not long ago, and him and his sons, they are very fascinated by what happens out in space. And two weeks ago, there was a spaceship that was going through the processes, and one of its uh, capsules was docking on that spaceship. So, you know, they, this is all broadcast. You see it on the internet. You can actually see the actual pictures. And, and he sent me the images. But then he was even more fascinated because he said, it's very interesting when you see all the images of the planets out there. The one unique planet is this planet called Earth. 
Because around this planet called Earth, there is a covering that surrounds the planet. That covering is called the atmosphere. Those of you who have ever been following these space expeditions, you know that if they launch out onto a space program, when they come back into the Earth, they come back in a capsule. And this capsule is designed to be able to withstand the heat. It's layered such that certain parts of it burn off and they put tiles on it so that the inner capsule is spared from burning. So when it comes from outer space, as it enters the atmosphere, it begins to burn. And it will burn and all the tiles will burn until this capsule lands somewhere. At least that part is still there and the astronauts are safe in the capsule. What's the reason for this thing called atmosphere around us? The reason is that out there in space, as other planets are spinning and there's a lot of activities go there, sometimes rocks come off. Pieces of these planets come off and they start floating into space and they're called asteroids. And oftentimes these asteroids come heading for the planet Earth. And some of these asteroids are very, very big. And if they were to have a collision with our planet, it would be, it would be a catastrophe. So what God has done to spare us from accidents, he has insulated us with this thing called atmosphere. So that as the asteroids enter our space, they begin to burn and disintegrate. And, and, and by the time they come closer to earth, they have burnt almost into dust and powder and they have disintegrated and we are protected because we are under the mantle, we are under the covering of this thing called atmosphere. I am looking at people here who are under the mantle and the covering of the atmosphere called the church. And this is why when you are under the mantle and the covering of a church, you see things working out in your life. Luana, you don't know why it's working out in your life. Because there's no asteroid from the devil that's going to come your way and destroy your life. Can I hear an amen? I mean, some of you ever since the color, things have changed. Things have changed. Things have changed. Listen, your things have changed because of the covering. So you must belong to one. You must be planted in one. Four things quickly. Hey, my time is going. Four things quickly about the mantle of the church. Number one, the church's mantle, the church's destiny is rooted in the relationship it has with Jesus, the head of the church. If we are to leverage our mantle, we must make sure that we have a vibrant, living relationship with Jesus Christ as the head of the church. How do we do that? Through the word, prayer, worship, and praise. And as we involve ourselves in prayer, worship, praise, the word, as we sit down and listen to the word like this, as we raise our hands in worship as we come together, and gather together, our hands lifted up without wrath, without doubting. As we do so, the Lord of the church begins to speak to us individually and speak to us corporately. I tell you, I know many people whose dreams were born in a church service. 
whose visions were born. In the, I was talking with one guy who's doing very, very well. He actually told me, says, I was at the 7 o'clock service, and this is what, as you were preaching, this is what the Lord said to me. I said, hey. Because the Lord doesn't only speak when I say, thus says the Lord. No, 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 no. Sometimes he doesn't speak in an obvious way. He just puts a dream in your heart. And just, he just puts something in your heart. But you must be present. Present in the church. Number two. Hey, it's Kati Basalana. Number two. The supernatural empowering of the church happens when the church is rooted in its relationship with the Holy Spirit. Basalana, I am sad to say that there's been an abuse of thus says the Lord and things done in the name of the Holy Spirit. That unfortunately has brought the church into disrepute. But let me tell you, the church can never be the church without the activity of the Holy Spirit. We are a spirit-led, spirit-empowered, spirit-enabled body of people. We are here not because of any man's eloquence. We are here not because of anybody's great planning. We are here not because of anybody's anything. We are here because we want to experience the living power of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit touches our lives. Because we know some of us, we used to drink to a point of no return. But when the power of the Holy Spirit came upon our lives, we were able to stop drinking. We were able to stop having drugs. We were able to stop being abusers. We were able to stop going the wrong way. We know the power of the Holy Spirit has put our families together again. We know the power of the Holy Spirit has sold our broken lives together again. We are here because of the power of the Holy Spirit. So we will not be afraid to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives we will not be afraid and that's why we are not ashamed to pray in the Holy Ghost we are not ashamed for the power of God to come upon our lives we are not ashamed of it at all We know that the church is built by the power of the Holy Spirit. We know there is no way we can persuade young people to come to church and live right. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can do that. Hallelujah. I was at a wedding last week, Mama Bishop and I. Two of our young people got married. One of them was the keyboard, the Ayola one. Taper. He plays the keyboard this side. and He's in a music group. And Rifens, she's one of the girls who, among other things, has served as an Asha Mukereken. As I was at the wedding and heard the stories of how these young people have lived in an impactful way, I was filled with tears in my eyes. And I thought, in these days when young people buy the drugs, we still have young people. I said, we still have young people ah, ah, who remember their creator in the days of their youth. And the reason they are like that is because of the power of the Holy Ghost. As I said there, I made a decision. I give myself again to be in the church. But as I looked around that place, 70% of the people there, we knew them. And all of them had met here in church. 
some of you are a Number three. Hey, time. The character of the church will ultimately determine the influence, growth, development, and longevity of the church. The character of the church will ultimately determine the influence, growth, development, and longevity of the church. What do I mean? The church cannot be run by gifting alone. And it cannot be run by charisma. The church must be run by character and integrity. And this is why it's such a concern when you see people try to build the church with other means. If you don't live right, if you don't do things right as the church, you will close shop one day. You'll close shop one day. But it's not only the character and the integrity of the leadership, it must be the character and integrity of the members. We will not attract people to church if we don't live right. I'm telling you. We will not. And so we've got to understand that. Number four. Each church has a unique destiny, a unique personality, dominant distinctives. When you look at the Methodist church, founded by John Wesley, incredible preachers, anointed, because John Wesley was an anointed man. You look at the Lutheran church, founded by Martin Luther, the guy who was known for the Reformation. Incredible doctrine. The Presbyterian Church, founded by John Calvin. We know it as the EPC today. What about the AFM? Founded by John G. Lake. Who was affected by the life of Daddy Seymour back in Azusa, in Azusa Street. Did you know something? That the building that was used back then by these Pentecostal people when the Holy Spirit came upon them was an old dilapidated building of the AME the African Methodist Episcopal Church, an African church that had established a branch in the USA. You see, sometimes we look at the churches and because we don't understand their history, we don't realize the mantle they carry. That's why I honor every church. Yesterday, they were honoring Archbishop Shabalal. He is uh, involved in the Zionist church. Born again, man, spirit-filled, incredible man. It was such an honor to be with them there. And as I tell my story, when I got born again, the person who preached about being saved, who testified about being born again, had been born again through the ministry of the Zionist people. Our problem is we are so narrow-minded. We don't realize how God is working among all of us. Whatever church you belong to, my friend, you go back to that church because that church has a mantle, that church has an anointing of God upon it. Can I, oh, come on, can I hear an amen? Can I hear a shout in this place? Every church has distinctive things that you see. There are churches whose dominant distinctives are a hunger for the supernatural. Some churches are evangelizing churches. Some churches are church planting churches. We call them apostolic churches. Some churches flow in the spirit of prayer. Some churches are missionaries' prayers. Some churches minister to the poor. Some churches produce music. 
And each church has a unique mental. There are churches that produce leaders. I mean, when I see Ukolana in my monarchy, those of you who are joining Muslim, and I remember when they were still young. And what a privilege to see these young people rise to their rightful position as leaders. And to see the anointing on our lives come upon their lives and the next generation leaders. Oh, come on. Aren't you excited about that? But here's what I like. Whatever mental is on the church, that capsule comes upon your life. Some of you, you haven't understood how to leverage that mental. I've seen several churches and young leaders who have submitted their churches under our covering. I see them quickly. Their churches are growing. They are buying buildings like this. Not long ago, Murutilungindala went into a new building. The guy has not been a pastor for more than 10 years. Chineke, he's in the building already. What am I saying? I'm saying the anointing on the house comes upon your life. I know we may be out of time with television, but I've got to say this. And I'm sorry, those of you on Soweto TV, if you're going to miss this, we have to be on time there. And I'm sorry if they're going to log off before I say this. And please forgive them. It's not their fault. They have to. But I have to bring in this point. And if I can have the keyboard playing with when I bring in the point. <laughs> You see, Tapelo, Tapelo sits there and he's married. I pray the same anointing God right there. Yeah. On this section here, these girls here, God anoint them too. Here's the point I was trying to make, Basala. I had a very interesting thing that somebody, and I know he didn't ask me to do this, and I hope I'm but somebody from Pumalang, not a member of our church phones and said he's going to bring a chair because he noticed that the chair that I sit on during prayer has been used to the maximum. <laughs> so I wasn't sure what time he's going to come, but he finally came during the week and brought the chair. I'm so glad. This man drove all the way from Middleburg. Middleburg. To bring a chair for me. I sat down with him, we were talking. He said, I didn't know about this morning prayer. I said, I didn't know about it. He said, I only found out about it three months ago. I said, hey, we've been praying for more than a year. As a matter of fact, the prayer discipline has been there for almost 10 years in our church. Just so happens when lockdown happened, we had to do it that way. He said, Bishop, my life is so transformed. But I wanted to make sure, and I said, Where, which church do you belong to? He told me. Who's your pastor? He told me. I wanted to find out how he relates with his pastor. I found out that he supports his pastor and so on because I, I, don't, I don't see why he must buy me a gift when he hasn't bought his pastor a gift. Do you understand my point? That, 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 that's the principle. I, 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 will not, I will not take the gift. But as you were talking, he looks at me, he says, opportunity. You see, those are like, some of you like Paisa. Let's say Buruakai. Some of you like Paisa. Let's say Buruakai. Look at your neighbor or Sarang next to Rabana. Why Paisa? Why Paisa? Why Paisa? But here was the thought for me, Bazalona. And I, 
I was trying to look for the scripture. I didn't have much time to look for it. One of the biggest pains that Jesus had about the people of his time is that when opportunity came their way, they took it for granted. They didn't value what they had. And in his words, he said, even the queen of Sheba. People came from other lands to draw from her wisdom when the people next door took it for granted. Let me tell you my pain. My pain is when you, people in this church, when opportunity is there, when ministry is offered to you and things are offered to you by your leaders and they trouble themselves to go the extra mile but because you are here and you are familiar and you are close, an opportunity comes, you don't see it. I can tell you, Barcelona, I see churches that are growing Ministries that are growing, people who take our teachings, transform their whole life. I know people who have written the thesis, people who have written papers and took all the teachings here on leadership and everything, and they come from everywhere else. But the children of the house, the children of the house will, will be selective about which service they go to. Maybe you don't see the canopy and the cloud and the atmosphere as you sit here in person and listen to the word. Maybe you don't see what comes upon your life and so you are not able to leverage it. And Jesus looked at the people of his day and said, you didn't see the hour of your visitation. And I thought, here's a man from Middleback preaching to me about Opochu. Just joined a few months ago. And when the children of the house wouldn't even bother to log on, in spite of all that we say, yeah, they weren't even bother to come to church. May it not be said about you in the name of Jesus. May you understand the mantle of this house. The presence of God. Like I see with other churches, the Methodists, the Lutherans, the mantle on them. And I say, what's the mantle in this house? Leadership. Mantle of success. Building, raising old foundations, mental of integrity, mental of faith, mental of pioneering. May it be your portion in the name of Jesus. You see, now you're missing it. I said, may it be your portion. May it be your portion. The mental that interrupts generational curses, that turns around people's lives, 
and their life that turned around and they're put on the right place. I have seen people whose lives have changed and you would never know they're the same people. And when you see people take leadership, like it happened with this guy again. Okay, what's it? Eh? Dumsan. A few years ago, there's a guy, go ahead, sit you, passed on Dumsan. Dumsan, he used to love to come to a church. You know, he wasn't okay mentally. Yeah, he wasn't okay. This guy, would, you'd see him sometimes, kai, kai, kai. He always used to come to a church, not every Sunday. But he loved the church. Loved the church. He would come in sometimes at an awkward time. When, I, when I'm preaching or I'm doing something, he'll walk one to walk all the way. And of course, because of order, the ushers would say, no, maybe try to sit him down and he would fight. Because all he wanted is to come all the way and maybe hug me and greet me. And I, I made the ushers aware. I said, look, in future, don't stop him. I understand you are trying to do your work, but if this is a place where this guy finds belonging, oh God, if this is the one place where no one is going to criticize him, no one is going to make fun of him. I don't know if he understands what I'm preaching. I don't know. I don't know if he understands when we worship. I don't know. But all I know in his heart, he finds an attraction in God. If this is the place he will come to, please don't stop him. Don't stop him. He passed on a few years ago. I heard about his funeral. And when I heard about his funeral, I said, I want to do that funeral. It was my member. I'm his pastor. I loved him. You know what blessed me? Is that the family testifies that when this guy passed on, our members, God bless them, took responsibility during the week to make sure there's food, the house is clean, they made preparations, they contributed towards the funeral. And when we went to the funeral, there were no famous people there. The newspapers were not there. Television was not there. But God's children who understand what the church is, they were there. And what a privilege I had that day to preach at his funeral. Because that's what the church is. The church is a place where God's love can be experienced by whoever you are. When society has given up on you, God doesn't give up on you. When people tell you it won't work, God tells you it will work. This is what I pray for. Church, may we come back in our numbers. May we come back and have church again. May we come back and make sure that the mantle that God has placed on our lives is working again. May we come back because we are living in an era where there's nothing positive that's been contributed into our people's lives. People are living in fear. People are living in lack. People are broken. People are torn. Young people have disconnected from God. They have been fed all kinds of wrong things. 
Only the church is the hope of the world. And the church is not a building. The church is you and I as we gather together. Give the Lord a hand of prayer.